It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. It is episode number 304 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us as we open up a new season, as we open up a new week right here on LOR. We thank you very much uh, for being a part of the show and for downloading uh, us and supporting all that we're trying to do. I got some really good news on uh, listenership and downloads and all that good stuff. I'm not sure exactly uh, what to say and what to credit, what I'm allowed to say. All I know is I got good news and I appreciate you guys listening uh, in the way that you did, especially last week. I'll just leave it at that. Um, we'll continue to try and build this audience, and we'll continue to try and uh, grow this little family uh, that we have there. And hopefully you guys uh, just keep listening and downloading and sharing uh, and coming back for more Redskins information. All right, let's get to it uh, right away here on LOR 304. So the Redskins opened up their 2018, 2019 excuse me, season in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon, and everything looked great for half. They were up 20-7, to and then they lose 32-27 to the Philadelphia Eagles. And it really, honestly, shouldn't have probably been as close as it was, only from the standpoint of the Redskins scored a garbage touchdown with six seconds left. Uh, Otherwise, again, you could make an argument that the final score should have been one-sided and therefore a double-digit victory, and therefore the Eagles would have covered the number. However, Trey Quinn going in from four yards out from Case Keenum on a 15-play drive, 75 yards in three minutes and four seconds, down 12 points when the drive started, and the Redskins went, let's take a holding penalty or Two, if you're Eric Flowers, and they still racked up 15 plays and 75 yards. Now, they did get the touchdown, and they did cover the number for whatever that's worth. For those of you like me that had the Redskins plus the 10, the only difference is I don't bet. I just pick. That's all I do. Uh, I just do it for entertainment purposes, truly. I I don't have any money to bet. So the bottom line is is the Redskins did at least cover, so they did at least win in that regard. They went over on the line spread of uh, 45, I believe it was, or maybe it got up to 46 before the game. Uh, and again, we said the Redskins and the Eagles would both go over on episode number 303. If you want to track that, trust me, it's there and it's in the last final segment. So the Redskins, uh, so I guess 2-0 and on our picks. How about that, right? And we thought the Redskins would lose a close game. So really 3-0 and uh, on our picks for week one. All right, let's get to it inside the numbers style, and then we'll get uh, some analysis for you as well. And we're going to go through this as quickly as we can. Overall team statistics, the Redskins had... 15 first downs, 22 for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Redskins were great on third down in the first half. Eh, not so good for the rest of the game. 5 of 13 
The Philadelphia Eagles were awful for the first quarter and a half on third down. They finished 11 of 17. 436 net yards for the Eagles, 398 for the Redskins. The Eagles ran 13 more plays, 71 to 58, than did the Redskins. The Redskins averaged higher per play, 6.9 to 6.1. Rushing net yardage, 123 to 28. Check this out. For those of you that may have thought, oh, you know, Case Keenum didn't do anything in the second half. He didn't get many opportunities in the second half outside of that one last long drive. Again, 75 uh, yards on the scoring drive. And, of course, you know, he picks up those yards. But he was already over 300 when that drive essentially starts or right around 300. He finishes with, and the Redskins do, with 370 Net yards, 370 net yards of passing for Case Keenum and the Washington Redskins. Carson Wentz had 313 net. The Redskins had 12 penalties for 96 yards, 6 for 55 for the Eagles. No turnovers for either team, which is pretty surprising and shocking. Um, Punts, the Redskins had 5, averaging 54.5. The field goal story was 2 of 2, 101. Two of two for the Redskins. That's Dustin Hopkins. Uh, and as well, the time of possession, a huge advantage uh, for the Eagles, 34-27 to 25-33 in favor of Philadelphia. Those are your team statistics. Real quickly, your scoring summary before we get to the individual statistics. Vernon Davis started off the Redskins scoring at the 10:54 mark of the first quarter, so on their first possession, after converting a couple of third downs, Vernon Davis on third and two, a 48-yard touchdown pass, screen and run to the tight end, who is filling in for Jordan Reed. Obviously, he'd be playing anyway, uh, but the bottom line is is Jordan uh, Jordan Reed out with a concussion. Vernon Davis, one day after losing his grandfather, who had helped raise him, um, and he kind of leapfrogs a defender along the sideline, breaks a tackle, and scampers in. Uh, and then kind of looked banged up off the field, um, you know, a little emotional, a little bit of everything. He did return to the game, uh, so that was a good sign of the Redskins. Seven-play, 80-yard drive, four minutes and six seconds, 7 to nothing. Washington. Dustin Hopkins with a 41-yard field goal that just sneaked in. The uprights, 11 plays, 57 yards, five minutes, and 55 seconds on the scoring drive, 10 nothing. Washington on Hopkins' 41-yard field goal. Then the Redskins made it 17 to nothing. A 69-yard touchdown pass from Case Keenum to Terry McLaurin, the rookie, in his first NFL game. Whew, two plays, 71 yards, 52 seconds, and a 17 to nothing lead for the Washington Redskins. Then it was Deshaun Jackson against his former team. For his former team, that also happens to be once again his current team. Deshaun Jackson, 51-yard touchdown pass on third and 10. Elliott with the extra pointer. Five plays, 62 yards, 128, 17-7 Washington at the 419 mark of the second quarter. Then, as halftime expired, Dustin Hopkins hit a 48-yard field goal, capping a nine-play, 41-yard drive uh, over a minute and 41 seconds. It was 20-7 Washington at the half. And then it all fell apart. (laughs) The Eagles converted on a fourth and one from inside their own 40-yard line on their first possession of the third quarter. 
They got all the way down to inside the five-yard line, got stuffed on a couple of runs on first and second down. Then Alshon Jeffrey with a five-yard touchdown pass from Carson Wentz, John Bostic in coverage, Elliott the kick, 12 plays, 75 yards, a bunch of runs, 7-10 on the drive, and it was 20-14 to Washington. Then it was Deshaun Jackson's turn to strike up the band again. This time, as if 51 wasn't good enough, a 53-yarder. From Carson Wentz, Elliott, the kick, three plays, 53 yards, 15 seconds on the drive, 21-20 Eagles, the extra point giving them the lead, one that they would never relinquish. And then Alshon Jeffrey just inside the start of the fourth quarter with a two-yard touchdown run. It was really kind of a backwards pass type shovel type situation, but they called it a run. Uh, Then Darren Sproles broke a couple of tackles, spun after falling, and converted on a two-point conversion, nine plays, 71 yards, four minutes and 42 seconds, and it was 29-20 Philadelphia over Washington just inside the start of the fourth quarter. Then both teams kind of settled down, slugged it out a little bit, and Elliott with a 22-yard field goal capping a 19-play, 74-yard, eight-minute and 55-second drive for the Eagles to make it 32-20. And, of course, those points you know, would prove to certainly be important because it made it 12. The Redskins needing, of course, not only two scores, but they now needed two touchdowns, and they could only get one. Somehow, some way, the Redskins, slow as molasses when it comes to these situations, never an idea on tempo or anything. Uh, they did score 15 plays, 75 yards, over three minutes and four seconds, Trey Quinn, a four-yard touchdown pass from Case Keenum to make it 32-27 with the Hopkins extra point. But, again, that was it with six seconds left. They were still down by five, and, of course, they had no time. And even if they would have recovered the onside kick, it didn't really matter because they, again, did not have the time. So that's a quick look at inside the numbers. When we come back, we'll give you some individual numbers. We gave you the team. We gave you the scoring. We'll give you some individuals. We'll give you some X's and O's and some analysis. All still to come right here on Locked on Redskins, episode number 304, as the season is underway right here on LOR. Don't forget, guys, go to Vivid Seats, make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkoff to receive checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. And also, don't forget to go to DoorDash. Our friends at DoorDash want you to know if you have a long day at work, still stuck at the office, open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you. Wherever you are right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On for DoorDash on the DoorDash app. All right, time to take a quick time out. We'll come back with some individual numbers uh, and some analysis of the Redskins' season-opening loss, 32-27 in Philadelphia. Thanks for being with us on LOR number 304. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
What's up, guys? I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Redskins, here for Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. We all remember that concert we went to in college or when we were in our 20s, that those memories last a lifetime. Now it's time for you to create more memories. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists and groups and bands perform in person while earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Who doesn't like a good loyalty program, right? We can get you in your favorite seat. We can get you to your favorite show, your favorite game, whatever it might be, wherever it might be. Reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer. Customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through our app for the month of August. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of Vivid seats rewards and every order is backed by a 100 guarantee so again here's what you do you go download the app enter the promo code kickoff that's k-i-c-k-o-f-f kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to a hundred dollars from vivid seats through the vivid seats app All right, we are back right here on Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. So let's get to it right away so we don't waste any time. Case Keenum, 30 of 44, 380 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 117.6 quarterback rating. You cannot ask for any more than that. The only sack that the Redskins gave up on the day, Timmy Jernigan. Uh, And that was a big one. It knocked the Redskins temporarily out of field goal position, Uh, After a penalty, uh, but the Redskins were still able to recover from that and get into field goal position uh, and kick that field goal right before uh, halftime. So that was the only sack. So that was good. Unfortunately, the offensive line took uh, out of the Redskins 12 penalties an unofficial count of eight. Uh, It could have been seven, but I think it was eight. It was just way too much, period, point blank, simple. There's nothing else that needs to be said for that. Darius Geis, 10 carries, 18 yards along a five. Obviously, not very successful in his NFL debut. Ran hard, though. Ran hard. Um, if they can give him some creases, maybe some better success against the Dallas Cowboys. The Chris Thompson, uh, three carries for 10 yards along of seven. Also, uh, Thompson, as a receiver, was targeted 10 times, seven catches, 68 yards, and along of 18. So, a pretty productive day. For Chris Thompson. Meanwhile, Terry McLaurin in his NFL debut. We told you about the long touchdown. Five receptions on seven targets, a total of 125 yards, the long of 69 for the touchdown. Vernon Davis also had the touchdown of 48 yards. Overall on the day, seven targets, four catches, 59 yards. Paul Richardson got off to a pretty good start. Seven targets, four catches, 36 yards along of 17. Trey Quinn, six targets, four catches, 33 yards, a touchdown, the one at the end, and a long of 14. Calvin Harmon had a couple of big catches, two for 31, and a long of 21 on two targets. Geis, as a receiver, we mentioned his running back issues or his running issues uh, a little bit better as a pass receiver. Three targets, three catches, 20 yards, along of eight. Jeremy Sprinkle had a catch on one target for eight 
yards. For the Philadelphia Eagles, we told you about Deshaun Jackson, 10 targets, 8 catches, 154 yards, and 2 touchdowns. Zach Ertz, 7 targets, 5 catches, 54 yards. Carson Wentz, back to him for a sec, 29 of, 28 of 39, 313 yards, 3 touchdowns, no picks, a quarterback rating of 121 Point zero. Darren Sproles, 9 for 47 uh, as a rusher with a long of 47, plus he had that, I'm sorry, of 17, plus he had the two-point uh, conversion. He also added three, three catches for 16 yards on three targets. Alshon Jeffrey had six targets, five catches, 49 yards, a pass-receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown uh, on that weird play that we were kind of trying to describe his only carry of the day, as you would figure two yards and the score. Um, let's see. Dallas Goddard, three catches, two yard. Uh, I'm sorry, two catches, three targets, 16 yards, along of nine. Monte Nicholson gave him a pop. Otherwise, he would have had more success in that regard. Nelson Aguilar, four targets, five targets, two catches, 11 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles. Real quickly, on defense for the Redskins, Quentin Dunbar led them with nine combined tackles. Cole Holcomb. Had his nose in a lot of stuff in the first half. Eight total tackles for the rookie fifth-round pick out of North Carolina. Landon Collins in his NFL, uh, I'm sorry, Redskins debut, rather, seven combined tackles also had a stop against the run inside the five-yard line. We mentioned Nicholson just a moment ago. Uh, He had a combined five tackles and that one pass breakup that we were referring to. Montez Sweat in his rookie debut, five tackles, but not enough pressure. Josh Norman with four tackles and so on and so forth down the line. The Redskins had only one sack, and that's Casanova McKenzie with that particular sack. So, again, one sack apiece for each team. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout so we can stay on track. We'll give you some X's and O's and some things to look for and some things people are screaming about. Uh, and go figure, it has something to do with Jake Rudin and Greg Minuski. We'll do that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 304. We thank you for being with us right here on LOR. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code locked on. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, 
Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, so we're back right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We wrap it up this way, episode number 304. I'm Chris Russell. By the way, the Dallas Cowboys are the week two home opener opponent for the Washington Redskins. Uh, They got off to a slow start down to Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants, but then they cranked it up into full gear and doubled up the Giants 35 to 17. So the Eagles 1-0, the Cowboys 1-0, the Redskins and the Giants 0-1. And again, it'll be the Dallas Cowboys week two, FedEx Field at 1 o'clock on Sunday for the Washington Redskins and their home opener. All right, uh, let's get to this. So I thought the Redskins were pretty creative on uh, third down. Uh, I think, you know, they targeted, obviously, Vernon Davis to the right side on a couple of tight end screens and tight end flats. Uh, Obviously, he made something out of a whole little bit of nothing uh, on the touchdown, but he even had another one after that. I think they did a good job throwing along the boundaries to Richardson. Again, McLaurin had a nice catch. Uh, They did a good job mixing it up. They still stayed to the run, even though they weren't having uh, success with it. Only 13 runs overall on the day on a relatively close game, so they didn't stick to it too much, uh, which probably makes everybody happy because the passing game was working. So to give credit to Jay Gruden, they went more pass-heavy, clearly. Case Keenum was sharp. He was accurate. He was in rhythm. He had guys open. We talked about this all week. The Eagles had only four corners I'm not a huge fan of their safeties and coverage, quite honestly. Um, <coughs> so the Redskins had an opportunity, and they took advantage of it. And they had more opportunities. Think about this. Now, maybe the stats wouldn't be this way, but Terry McLaurin and Case Keenum almost hooked up for another 75-ish yard bomb for a touchdown. That came after the first one of 69 yards. The Redskins had a lot to show and a lot that you could like on offense. They still lack a crispness. They still lack a flow. They still lack any sense of urgency, as we touched on. Uh, I'm, I'm still remain perennially disappointed that they don't run enough running back screens, that they don't run enough true slants, that they don't run enough shallow crossing routes, that they don't run enough low to high. But it's hard for me to pick on what the Redskins did in terms of the passing offense in this particular game on this day. Now, where I guess you could say, well, Jay Gruden needed to be a little bit better in terms of managing the offense is figuring out a way on third down in the second half to convert a couple of those. But the problem is is the Redskins were constantly behind the sticks, penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. It just was nonstop. You can't win that way. You cannot win a football game against a good team in that regard. Just for instance, the Redskins' second-half possessions, right? There were only four of them. Three plays, six yards, five penalty yards, one net yard of offense ending up in a punt. Three plays, no yards, nothing else across the board, punt. Four plays, 24 yards, Minus 20 in penalties, four net yards, punt. 15 plays, 90 total yards, 15 yards worth of penalties, 75 net yards, and they did 
get a touchdown. Those were their only six first downs of the entire second half. Granted, they only had four possessions. Just something to keep in mind. On defense, look, everybody is mad at Greg Minuski, and I understand why. Let me just explain. On the two Deshaun Jackson touchdowns, they were both third and tens. Both times the Eagles aligned three receivers to the right of Carson Wentz. Both times they were basically equidistant from each other, and Deshaun Jackson was placed in the middle. So inside of the three receiver set. I'm not sure if they had a receiver on the low side for a three-by-one. I'm not sure if it was just three, all three to the right. I would have to double-check and take another look at that. But either way, both times, third and ten, and three receivers to the right. And both times, Deshaun Jackson gets targeted on a long bomb. The first one, Josh Norman, looks like he switches off in coverage. So maybe I'm being a little rough on him by saying he can't hang, but he can't hang with Deshaun Jackson. Now, maybe we shouldn't be asking him to, but here's the bottom line. When a team comes out with three receivers to one side of the formation, you have to make an adjustment, right? I mean, Josh Norman is going to take one of them. Uh, I, you know, But if they balanced it out by, again, three by one, which is what I think they did, it's not like Quentin Dunbar can just roll over. So Dunbar has to, you know, basically, again, if they're playing like a cover three type, He's got to stay on his side of the field, right? Plus, you got a receiver over there. So that means you have essentially one safety. And you have somebody else covering another receiver. Well, if what happened is Josh Norman kind of passes off the short receiver and takes the long receiver into Sean Jackson as he sees him streaking on a post route, and then he's trying to cover, and obviously he's not good enough to cover. Not a guy like Deshaun Jackson when he's hit in stride. So that's one problem. The second long touchdown, again, third and 10, and Monte Nicholson takes the inside guy of the three receivers who's running basically a deep post or a deep corner from right to left on a diagonal. He takes him and he gets twisted around, and then by the time he realizes, oh, crap, it's going to Deshaun Jackson, who, again, is the middle receiver, he's got no safety help over the top because he is the safety, and he's late in getting over there. So... Is that communication? Is that call? I think it's communication because, again, you see three receivers lining up on one side. You've got to have Monte Nicholson take one, Josh Norman take another, and somebody else take another. And it looked like the Redskins were outnumbered on that side of the field. Again, I want to take a better look at it, slow it down, really get into it, and really see what they were doing. But that's what it looked like based on the live television feed and some replays that I've seen. All right? So, again, the criticism of Minuski comes from this. People didn't like that he only rushed three and dropped eight on the one third and ten touchdown to Deshaun. Again, I don't have a problem with that. I don't want him blitzing five, six guys on that and being super aggressive. On third and three, third and five, that's a little bit different. On third and ten, when they haven't done anything all game and Carson Wentz is not in rhythm, I don't have a problem with that. The second touchdown, again, I have to go back and double-check. I think they only ran, rushed four in that particular spot. Again, you're trying to play coverage. You're trying to take away the underneath stuff, too. Um, So remember all that when you criticize Greg Minuski. And I'm not saying Greg Minuski doesn't deserve criticism. The other part of it is there was a lot of time where the Redskins had pressure on, on Carson Wentz and where they got some heat. They didn't get a lot of heat, but they got some heat, especially in third downs. And Carson Wentz constantly flush to his right, and constantly sub-arming and side-arming and making plays off-balance. He's a great quarterback. It's 
great quarterback. Now, you could say the Redskins should have blitzed more. I understand that. Here's the reason why they don't blitz more. They don't trust their guys in coverage, and they didn't have Jonathan Allen. Why didn't they get more cu- more pressure? They didn't have Jonathan Allen. That's a big problem. That makes everyone else's life harder, not to mention they have to play more snaps. They're net less fresh. And Jonathan Allen is week to week right now with a knee injury. I don't know if you should expect to see him in the home opener. Hopefully it's not too long. He appeared to be walking okay, but you just never know how those things swell up, tighten up, change, whatever. That's a big problem for the Washington Redskins if he's going to miss a significant portion of this season, especially early on here against these great opponents, starting with the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday. All right, we will have more throughout the week, injury updates, um, and also more on the Adrian Peterson situation on episode number 305. He was deactivated for the first time in his NFL career, as we kind of told you about, uh, that it would be a likely scenario, and we discussed in detail and in length last week. All right, this is it for episode number 304. Thanks for being with us. More content to come. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great rest of the weekend. Early start to your week. Redskins 0-1. They host the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday at FedEx Field. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.